views and opinions on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079, WOLD, or SRN Communications. It's time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732-748-1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining me for Here's the Thing. I am Lauren Cardinal, your host. Changing your life starts with changing your mind right here, right now. Thank you for listening live now on Oldies 107.9 WOLD, now serving even more of Central Jersey at 95.1 FM as well. This show, Here's the Thing, is about you and it's for you. Each week we talk about different subjects that are timely and relevant, having to do with topics that have come up during the week, during uh, coaching calls that I have or client sessions, just conversations. If there's something that you'd like to talk about, that you'd like to learn about, or something that you think would be relevant for people to hear about, you drop me a line. Lauren at laurencardinal.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say and get some more dialogue going out there. In the meantime, thank you for listening live and thank you to my podcast listeners and for listeners on 95.1 and 97.5 FM from Sussex County. So how old are you? And how often do you get that question? Perhaps not very often past the age of, say, 13. But why? All the sensitivities around it, of course. The expectations that a certain age brings. But whose expectations? Just about everyone, right? The age that you get married or have kids, what we're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to look like and feel like at 30, 40, 50 and up. Do you hide your age? Do you believe that if people really knew your age, things would change for you in some way? Either the way people relate to you or perhaps in your career? If age is just a number, why do we have so many attachments and expectations? Well, tonight we'll be talking about who's got your number, age, the attachments, and why it really is just a number. I do have a few things that I want to go through before we dive into the topic, but knowing that this show will ultimately talk about why age is just a number, I want to encourage you to call in and share what you enjoy about getting older. At any age, there are certainly advantages, and I'd like to know what you think. Please call 732-748-1079 and let me know what you enjoy about getting older. So first off, Tonight's show is brought to you by Full Recovery Wellness Center. Full Recovery is located in Fairfield, New Jersey. And whether you're struggling to get clean and sober, whether you're a 12-step old-timer or a family member of a recovering alcoholic or addict, the Full Recovery Wellness Center offers the tools needed to succeed in recovery and in life. 
They have a dedicated and caring staff that understands that addiction is a complex illness that has biological, genetic, psychological, social, and developmental roots, and their treatment targets this entire range of factors. Their goal is simple, provide the tools that help people in recovery to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery Wellness Center offers outpatient and intensive outpatient treatment programs, as well as free family dynamic workshops. They focus on the individual and the family to integrate recovery principles and spiritual concepts with leadership, relationship, and career skills to guide individuals to a life of contribution and prosperity. And what I really appreciate about their program is that with the different factors that they combine in working with the individual and the family, they're really approaching it from a causal per perspective rather than just treating the symptoms, knowing that it's biological, genetic, psychological, social, and developmental. All of those things are bringing it back to the cause and treating it that way. For more information, you can reach out to them. It's 973-244-0022. That's 973-244-0022. Or find them online at www.full-recovery.com. That's full-recovery.com. Now, in last week's show, we discussed whether changes are made from the outside in or the inside out. And we all know how making even small changes on the outside, like a haircut or a new outfit, even something not so small like a new car, something that we essentially wear on a daily basis, can make us feel a little bit different, a bit better. But is it that external change that made the difference? And last week I had a special guest to join me, and I wanted to bring Michael on last week specifically for him to share his vantage point regarding changes like these. What we learned throughout the discussion is that changes are really both, but the outside changes are often preceded by the internal changes. That's right, the haircut, the outfit, that car, are extensions of the thought changes that brought you to that action point. That's not to say that external changes are always internal. There's often an exchange going on, like in Michael's case. When Michael decided to have his gastric bypass surgery, he knew that he had already started making changes to even get to that point. What was so interesting and fascinating to me, really, were the other thought patterns and changes that came along for him that were unexpected, yet completely opportunities to embrace. And it applies to all changes, not just the changes that he had and was going through. To learn what was discussed on the show, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find that podcast as well as all of my previous shows podcasts on my website, www.laurencardinal.com or through iTunes. And if you'd like to receive my newsletter, it goes out every week on Thursdays. It's called Here's the Thing on Thursdays. And it's short, sweet, to the point. Last week, uh, I had a newsletter going out about a common theme, which I know I got clearance from Sean for this once before about being able to say it on the air, but there was a book that I spoke about one time called uh, You Are a Badass, and so the newsletter last week was classifying what do we think that that is. So it was a fun newsletter, short, sweet, to the point, but just that there are more of us out there that don't fit the general description of that word than you think. 
So it was really fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it anyway. So if you'd like to get my newsletter on a weekly basis, it's not always just about hypnotherapy. It's about ponderings, links to good information, just things to think about, and some fun stuff. You can email me at lauren at laurencardinal.com. I'll add you to the newsletter list, or you can go to my website and click on that newsletter icon on my contact page. And in addition to welcoming listeners on 95.1 FM, I'd like to welcome the Sussex County listening audience to the show that plays on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. on 97.5, which broadcasts the pre-recorded shows, as I mentioned, not from 9 to 10, but broadcasting from Sussex County Community College. Really fun. The live shows are recorded on Monday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. here on 107.9 WOLD Radio. And as always, you can listen to the live show on the Internet at WOLDradio.com, through the TuneIn Radio app on your phone, your Android phone, or the free Apple device app. Okay, so now let's get on with the show. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach, and tonight we're talking about Who's got your number? The attachments we have to the numbers associated with our age. If you'd like to share a comment or a thought, please call 732-748-1079. But really, I want to know what you enjoy about getting older. Call in and share. Five seconds. Tell me what you enjoy about getting older. So for those of you that are regular listeners, you know that I usually like to start the content part of the show by sharing how the topic came to me. And well, I just don't see a reason to change that right now. So the other day I was speaking with someone, and to be honest with you, I don't even remember who it was because my mind became so focused on my spinning thoughts. And I'll share with you why. You see, the woman with whom I was speaking commented on how she was about to turn 26. And as listeners in general, we often relate to people in conversation by thinking of how the same information or situation applies or has applied to us, which is what I did. I immediately started thinking about my 26th birthday. And I stopped myself because of what I was about to say. I was about to open my mouth and share that my 26th birthday was my most difficult to date. And I've had several of them since then. It was difficult for me because at that point it was the realization that I was at the point where I was closer to 30 than I was to 20. Ouch. Now, of course, from where I sit right now, I laugh at myself. But at the time, I had never given a second thought to my birthday until that one. Well, needless to say, I didn't mention any of that to this woman because what good would that do? It's hardly productive thinking, and I certainly didn't want to give that thought to anyone if they hadn't thought of it on their own because it really is not a big deal, right? So it got me starting to think about my age and age in general. And 26, really? Comparatively, (laughs) I was just a kid. And please, I mean no disrespect to anyone at or around that age at this point. It's just that the number had no relevance to how I was feeling or 
rather should have been feeling. It was I just got absorbed around the number. And I started to think about how often we all do that to ourselves of the, over the course of our lifetimes. The attachments we have to certain ages, rather attachments to our youth, and the expectations, expectations of what we should be doing or what we think others should be doing. It's a bit nutty sometimes, don't you think? And particularly when we get to the middle of our lives or what's considered to be the middle of our lives. But we'll get to that in a bit because that just seems to be a beast of its own, right? Now, I've listened to Dr. Christiane Northrup. And she's written several books, but one of the books that I'm thinking of that she wrote is called Goddesses Never Age. And yes, of course, she's speaking about women, but there are a number of concepts throughout the book that apply. And though we talk about wanting to age gracefully, the truth is that when it comes to getting older, we're programmed to dread an inevitable decline in our health, our looks, our relationships, perhaps even the pleasure we take in living life. But we have it in us to make growing older an entirely different experience for both our bodies and through our experience. The state of our health is dictated far more by our beliefs than by our biology. And we've talked about that before. Genetics is 5 to 6% of what we experience. Everything else has to do with emotions, stress levels, uh, development, beliefs. There are a variety of other things that contribute to our health, but only 5 to 6% is really b genetics. It's also a matter of shifting our perceptions about getting older and realizing what we're entitled to expect from our later years, no matter what our culture tries to teach us to the contrary. And that's a big part of it. And Dr. Northrup, she's so funny, she talks about how people, mainly women in this instance, but I'm sure you can understand, she talks about how people wait to become a teenager, then 17 to drive, 18 to be an adult, 21 to legally drink. And for women, 21 seems to be the golden age. It's the age we sort of wait to be. But then we almost dread becoming 30, if you remember my 26th birthday, right? What does it mean? to become 30, really. But for some reason, we dread it. So Dr. Northrup summarizes that for women, and according to our culture, we have between the years of 21 and 30 to be in our prime. That's it. Now, if we think back to my ponderings about tw turning 26, there you have it, right? I was totally sucked in. A nine-year span. That's it. That Those are our golden years as women, 21 to 30. Come on. And what about what we expect to do or accomplish in our 20s? What did you expect? And did you do it? Were your 20s what you expected them to be? When I reflect and explain to people what I did, I certainly did a lot more than it feels like I did. 
but partly because I wasn't focused on one specific goal, really. I mean, I was in my 20s. It was sort of just living life. I thought that during my late 20s, I'd start hitting my stride, which I did. And what about 30? What goes along with being 30? If you do a Google search on what to expect when you're 30, like I did, you get a whole list of what changes in your body, what changes in your mind. There is even something, 13 unexpected things that will happen when you turn 30. How's that? Yeesh. But what about your expectations of your 30s? My 30s were going to be me hitting my stride, growing my career, growing my family, both of which I did until hit the brakes. My kids changed things for me in the best way possible, although I deviated from original plans. I thought I would continue working full-time and keep climbing the corporate ladder. As the love for my kids grew, my love for corporate life did not. The rest, until this very moment, is history, and here we are. But what about you? What were your 30s like? And if you are not 30 yet, what are you expecting? What do you see for yourself for your 30s? And 40? Well, over the years, actually, I think there has been a shift. People are, from what I see and experience and hear about, people are generally taking better care, eating better, exercising more, and the idea of 40 being the new 30 has become more of a reality than just merely a thought, don't you think? I do remember hearing Oprah talk about that, and maybe that's where it all started. She has such a commanding audience. But 40 is the new 30, and if that's the case, then 50 would be the new 40, right? And if you're not yet in your 40s or 50s, again, what are you expecting? What do you think will happen? Because as you know, thoughts precede reality. Chances are very good that what you're expecting will be exactly what you experience. But also somewhere in there, between the 40s and the 50s, for most, something seems to change a bit. And for those of you, let's say maybe... 50 and older, I'm guessing, you know what I mean. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to Here's the Thing on 107.9, 95.1, and recorded for 97.5 FM in Sussex County. I am your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach, and tonight we're talking about who's really got your number. We're talking about the attachments we have to the numbers of age. What do you like about getting older? What don't you like? I want to know. Give a call. Share five seconds. Call in 732-748-1079. Let me know what you enjoy about getting older. And that change that I'm talking about that seems to happen around the time 50 or older, I'm guessing, are midlife thoughts otherwise known as a midlife crisis. As it's defined, it's an emotional crisis of identity and self-confidence that can occur in early middle age. 
Now, I think that midlife crisis is a misnomer. Our society calls it a midlife crisis to, to actually force the situation to be more limited. It turns out it's really a transformation, not a crisis. If you're approaching this situation as a crisis, it means that your life is already at the point of breaking and your options of how you may grow through your transformation are limited by how you go through your crisis. It doesn't have to be a crisis when it's the opportunity for transformation. And it's not necessarily finite. There's no one marking period of when it starts and no period of ending. It's a transformation. It's fluid. It's dynamic. It's open. It's an opportunity. And you may be thinking, it will never happen to me. If you're in your 20s or 30s or early 40s, maybe even late 40s, even early 50s, you might think it'll never happen to me. But sooner or later, it just might. You've hit a midlife point. Suddenly, you're questioning everything you've devoted to the last couple of decades. And all of your carefully laid life plans don't seem to make sense anymore. You start acting impulsively, making big changes, or at least considering them and wondering if you'll ever regain your sense of self and purpose. And it makes me wonder to a certain extent when we talk about getting to that point where you're considering if you'll ever regain your sense of self and purpose. What was the purpose before? I know in my 20s, my purpose was just really enjoying life, trying to grasp on to those things that drove me, that I felt good about, and could see myself experiencing life, giving back, earning a living so I could pay my bills. But that sense of self and purpose, about regaining it, maybe it's part of the, part of the really wanting to find it for the first time ever. And I think for those of us who have kids, there is a sense of purpose and a sense of self that we gain from that because it's really focused outside of ourselves and doing everything we can for those little individuals in our lives. And I wonder about the correspondence or the the connection between kids getting to be a certain age and when we hit that point of that midway transformation opportunity. Isn't that such a better way to say it? Midway transformation opportunity? That sounds like an adventure for sure. But as far as that and the considerations for the transformation, you're not alone. I'm not alone. Plenty of others before us have experienced similar situations and made it, made it through stronger on the other end. And I want to read to you a listing of some signs that you might be approaching or be in this phase and also provide some additional details about how to shift it or at least shift the perception. So this is a list of 15 signs that you're approaching or in 
your mid-range transformation opportunity and what to do about it. And this I got if you wanted to, to Google it or look for it. It's uh, from Forbes. It's the Forbes Coaches Council. So 15 signs. The first one, you're apathetic. You feel blah about everything on an ongoing basis. My tip, top, top tip is to appreciate what's working in your life. If you're feeling that things are blah, then take action every day to shape your life how you want it to be. It is intention, intention and attention. And then it's about moving forward and letting go and leaving the past in the past. That sounds easier than it is sometimes, but it's really the opportunity to be aware so you can take the feeling from your right brain, name it in your left brain, and take action on it in order to release it. All your power is now, not yesterday, not tomorrow. So asking yourself, what can I do today? And cultivating that habit will create the life that you want one day at a time. Intention and attention. Number two, you dread getting out of bed. When you find yourself asking why, wondering how you got here, or not wanting to get out of bed, it's a sure sign that change needs to be in your future. Many midlife transformations, they showcase spectacular splurges, such as a new car. I think that's sort of the, uh, the idea we think of when we think of a midlife transformation. And while this might temporarily satisfy, it's not the answer. It's time to stretch and learn. Learn that skill you always wanted to pursue and see how that nourishes you and recharges you. Number three, you're debating but not taking action. If you find yourself debating which next step to take to improve your personal and professional life more than you're exploring them, it's time to change your behavior. Do your research, talk to your friends, family members, a trusted mentor, industry professionals about your ideas. They can guide you forward with their advice because the more you learn, the more inclined you will be to act because the more you learn, it takes that fear of change away. And that is the reason why we hesitate making changes when the fear of the unknown is not quite as uncomfortable as the, what we're experiencing. As long as what we're experiencing is somewhat tolerable, we're not going to make the change because we're getting some sort of benefit out of the current situation. But Part of the reason we don't make change is because it's the fear of the unknown. The more information we can get about it, takes that fear away, and then we can take action. Number four, your life is on autopilot. Catching yourself feeling like you're running on autopilot with no goal in sight can be disheartening. Take the opportunity to slow down, reassess your wishes, and course correct. Cultivating mindfulness and being present can really help you get in touch with your real desires. And we've talked about this many, many times before, that mindfulness, it's really the opportunity to be present, be aware of what's going on in your mind and your body, paying attention to the signals that your body that is giving you because 
your subconscious gives you those clues in your body before it even registers in your mind. We've definitely talked about that before. So being mindful, present on a daily basis so that you can get yourself out of living your life on autopilot. Got a little charge to it. Number five, you've lost your purpose. You feel like there is no purpose to your life or there's a bigger purpose than what your day-to-day -day life currently offers. The pursuit of finding a purpose can be a downward spiral in itself. You can start volunteering, focusing on someone else, focus on making a difference to other people outside of your regular sphere of influence. Start making a difference to new people and shift the focus of you. Shift your focus. When you shift your focus, you change your perspective. You see the world in a whole new way. And that can give you that little boost that you need to find your purpose or at least recharge your purpose. And before we head to number six, I'm just taking a look at the time. I want to take a quick break and come back with the rest of the list, six through 15. Um, lots of things to consider, but also some really good things ahead. So we'll be back in about two minutes. Quick break. We'll be right back. there's a world-class addiction treatment center that accepts most insurance right in Fairfield, New Jersey. The Full Recovery Wellness Center offers substance abuse help with flexible day and evening options. Overcoming addictive behavior is really just the beginning of recovery. The Full Recovery Program offers a holistic approach to improve all areas of your life, from strained relationships to difficult career and financial situations. At Full Recovery, the goal is simple. Provide you the tools needed to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery is now offered its exclusive badge of honor program, a treatment solution designed to meet the unique privacy needs of New Jersey's first responders and police officers. When relapse is not an option, turn to the state licensed professionals at the Full Recovery Wellness Center located at 87 Fairfield Road in Fairfield. For more information, 973-244-0022 or at www.full-recovery.com. Full Recovery Wellness Center in Fairfield. And now, back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD. And your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hi, welcome back to the show. This is Lauren Cardinal. And while we were away on break, we had a phone call come through from Jean. So I'd like to open up the call to Jean. Jean, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you, Lauren? Good. Thanks, Jean. How are you? Well, gosh, I'm great. <laughs> great. <laughs> so Listen, what's I'm on your in, mind? I have been, well, I'm in, actually, I'm with someone in a restaurant, and I said, you know what? I haven't, I have, I've gone and listened to the show because I haven't been in touch in a while. So I have been listening, so I have no idea what you've been talking about. But this was about age, and I'm going to be 60 May 1st. So anybody listening Fantastic. can send me a card. Um, 
And um, there are so many th- great things about this age, this age of 59. And um, I'll tell you, there's, there's so many things that fall away that took up so much space and time that was wasted. Um, ah, tell me more. In, in you. And what, what that was, well, you know, like, the biggest thing was I think that I spent probably three years in my youth, in total, making sure that I never left the house with makeup on. Now, no biggie, okay? I just mm-hmm. run through the grocery store. I go wherever I go. I meet whoever I meet. And I just think there's, an, there's such an element of self-acceptance at this stage of the game. It's not about being unattractive, unattractive and it's not about being on, not taking care of yourself. It's just that I do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't worry about the appearance. And mm-hmm. all these wrinkles and these lines are fabulous because now when I put my mascara or my eyeliner on, since I can't see, I have lines to follow. So um, <laughs> I think that is a huge benefit. You know, it's just that when I get out and somebody says to me, you look sad today. I know it's my eyeliner. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, there are so many things. Um, realizing that there's so many, there's so many people in the world that if there's a lack of self acceptance, uh, uh, acceptance from other people, Freudian slip, um, that it's not so worrisome because you know that there's so many other people. Like you know, you, you know, you have a sense of who you are and the people that love you, and you know. Everybody, there's forgiveness and grace when people don't accept you or they're not, you know, they're, they're not, they're not into you. Mm-hmm. You just have that feeling that, God, you know, I'm my own personal social circle. It's okay. You know, I've just moved more, and I don't think you're aware, but I've moved to Manchester by the sea, and I've been here two months. That's why you haven't heard from me. Um. Gotcha. And I'm doing it, but of course I'm making new acquaintances and meeting new people, and it's sure. it's with a mixed bag. And I've taken it on more as curiosity, and um, and there's this awareness. You know, there's this awareness. But you know, and it's um, interesting that you talk about how certain things just fall away. And I do want to ask you if part of what you've experienced and these changes are as a result of you having a transformation at some point in your middle years. But I'm also curious to know when you're talking about the relationships and not getting things back from people, that acceptance, is it more from the perspective that you're not taking it personally? It's sort of like, well, we just don't, chemi- chemi- chemistry isn't there. We don't jive and that's okay. Well, you know what? That's a really great question to bring up um, because I don't. It doesn't have anything to do with the other person. It has to do with self worth. Hopefully, mm-hmm. by the time we get to this age, we we identify and know that a lot of the things that we stressed about, worried about, on um, what people thought, our family, friends, acquaintances, on um, how we appeared, and that kind of thing. Um, I know I spent many years being kind of inauthentic, not purposely, but to people, please. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then I thought to myself, as I've gotten older, I thought, what if I just acted like myself and the people that come into my life, if they like what they see and I like what I see, then there's something there. If they Love don't, it. 
then I'm not spending millions <clears throat> of hours trying to be something to please. Because if, right. So I not an ounce of fretting. More time being myself. Mm-hmm. And the people that are coming into my life are wonderful. They appreciate who I am. I appreciate who they are. Um, That's great. So now, how does that? How do you think that that's changed, or has it changed as a result of what I'm calling mid-years transformational opportunity, formerly known as midlife crisis? Well, God, you know, like I've had a million crises, so God, we were talking about exploring, um, but I think that those things actually are a benefit. You know, I think it's. I, I, I think the tough part. Um, right now, for me, it, it's not just for me, but for friends that I know that are going through um, divorce, uh, relationship change, and that kind of thing, they're kind of waking up now, thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't really what I want, you know? Um, and, and and that's kind of hard to see, you know? A lot of years are there, and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of time has gone by, and but on the other hand, I think, well, good for you, you know. Relationships do end. I mean, they do end. We get to this age where we've learned the lessons that we've needed to learn with the people that we have been with, even the people that have been really difficult. And sometimes letting go is not about an argument, but more about a gratefulness for the lessons that you learn from that, that you had to learn. They had to be there. Sure. And I've seen a lot of that in my life where I have chosen and have wonderful people in my life and those other people that it's been a gradual goodbye, whether it's been spoken or not, are people that taught me things that I mm-hmm. wouldn't have known. You know what, I think you bring up a good point. I think there's a great opportunity a lot of times for, let's say, the release of relationships that doesn't necessarily have to be an argument. And release of relationships, I think the first thing that comes to mind, as you said, was divorce. But even with friendships, things can just release and move on and not necessarily have the bad feelings associated. I think there's a huge opportunity for a change in the paradigm around divorce. That's slightly tangential. I think that there is, too. I think that, you know, uh, one specific friend married very young, and they really saved each other. Like, they met each other, and they really kind of saved each other, and they went through a whole life, 30 years together. Mm -hmm. And now it's to the point where it's complete. You know, and it's time to move on. Now, I, what I'm seeing is a lot of people end divorce and, and there's a lot of animosity instead of the conversation around, you know what, we've learned what we need to learn. If, if we want to continue to grow at this age of 60, then let's do it. You know, right. let's go and find, find for the final chapters of our lives the lives that we're looking for. Instead of lives of desperation, sure. You know? Oh, yeah. And that purpose. Of getting mm-hmm. angry, and then because if it doesn't end in anger, and I have seen this as well, I've lost friends because of bitterness. They become bitter people, and it's like, why be bitter? There's a there's there's a world out there for you. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to, I, I, there was one specific thing I wanted to before my fish sticks in the restaurant are getting cold. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, fish sticks, you know, Manchester by the sea, you've got to have fish. Um, our youth, our youth, and um, I grew up in a very colorful, dysfunctional family. My father was a cop. My mother was a bookie. I was the president of my class, and I was wondering if the, the and the, you know, like the FBI tapped the phones, you know, like, is mom going to jail? Is this going to be in the paper? And I spent many, many years being very resentful toward my parents until I woke up and I realized of all the parents, of all the friends, of all the everything, my parents really loved us. For yeah. it is as imperfect as they were and all the mistakes they made, I said to my brother, I was like, we are so lucky. They really loved us. There was never a lack of a hug or a kiss or That's encouragement. That's awesome. Yeah, I love they never it. Put us, they never put us down. But meanwhile, my father putting his police uniform on to do the 4 to 12 shift, and my mother is running around with the longest cord in history on the telephone taking bets. You know what I mean? But what difference does that make? You know what it makes for, as I turn 60, I think, God, I should write a book about some of this stuff. It's really good. Yeah, it is. It what? is. Not only did they give us the, the dysfunction that we had to learn through, but, you know, maybe material to write a book. Yeah. Well, when you write the book... You come back on the show. We'll talk about it. What have other people been talking about? About tonight? Yeah. You're the first caller, Jean. It's just been me talking. You know something? It's crazy. If anybody is listening to the show, you've got to call in because it's a great show. You have a great show and you have great Thank topics. you. I'd love to Good hear what other time. people are thinking about uh, what they enjoy about getting older. Yeah. I've yeah. been enjoying it. Every year that I have, it's better and better. Does it, it does. It gets better and better. And another thing I noticed is, as you know, I take care of the elderly. And what happens is many, many times, and now I'm even meeting friends that are getting to 60, and, I'm, and younger than myself, and they're saying, well, you know, I'm getting older. And I think to mm. myself, why are you saying that? You wake up every morning, you have the energy, you know, it's not what you see in the mirror. That's and right. the fact is, is that I was talking to my friend Mary and I was saying, why, why is it that people choose to go downhill instead of taking the opportunity at this age to go uphill? Do you want to spend the rest of your life talking about how old you are? And when you talk about how old you are, that's where I'm finding people are having physical ailments. And mm-hmm. I don't know, call me crazy, but when people start talking about, oh, I'm so old, and they come down with arthritis or something, I think to myself, why are you talking like that? Absolutely. It's freedom. Yeah. That's There's right, because always, the thoughts precede the reality. They, the thoughts precede the reality. People think that their mind and their bodies are separate. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're just not. We totally dictate what our bodies and minds, uh, what our bodies in reality are going to experience. We absolutely do. And, yeah. and so therefore, you know, you get, you get what you think about. Absolutely. That's what you get. 
You know? Oh, that is definitely the theme that runs through all of these shows. You get what you think about, and what you think about expands. So it's, that's yeah. why I keep asking, tell me what you enjoy about getting older, because that's where the focus needs to be. Yeah, and, you know, something that um, I've gotten a group of women here to do is I said, because we're all in the same age range, I said, why don't we get together and put a vision board together? Like, I've always wanted to go to Turkey and look at colorful fabrics. I'm sure there's a lot more there besides the different language. But um, I said, why why not have vision boards of what we're, we're really looking at? So we start to expand our minds as far as mm-hmm. what we would like to see, what we would like to do. People I'm a big fan of vision making. boards. Love that idea. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Like, like women, men getting together and saying, hey, let's have a night of, go ahead, have some wine. But drink wine, put together a vision board and say, oh, this is something I've always wanted to do or whatever. And get maybe it opens a door somewhere. But to close it down and just worry about Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, those are real things. I agree with that. But 24-7, I don't. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I think one thing that's great about the vision boards, to speak into that a little bit, with the vision boards, yes, it's absolutely a visual. But when you have the pictures around something that's in front of you, you get to attach a feeling to it. And when you can attach the feeling to it, it's almost like that feeling is held in escrow, and when you have an experience that resonates with that feeling, boom, it just all comes to life. Well, absolutely, it absolutely does. And not only that, am I having, uh, you know, uh, a group of, uh, uh, of new acquaintances and friends come together, but I'm trying to get this local hypnotist, if she would get it together, um, to come and do a quick hypnosis about visualization and creativity. Great. We don't lose our creativity when we get older. It actually expands if it's allowed. Like anything, we have our expectations around the age, and so much has to do with culture. But nothing dictates that anything is stagnant. It's dynamic. The transformation, that mid, mid-life transformation opportunity, it's dynamic. It it's is. It's constant change. It's the opportunity. For transforming. It is. is. And it's finding like-minded people. And not only that, for myself, I've met met people that have poo-pooed it. And then when I start talking about it, saying, what's a night of a bunch of people together wearing really comfortable clothing with glue and scissors and wine? I mean, how great can that get? And putting something together and thinking, okay, there's a possibility in that. And, you know, people really get jazzed about it. Because it's free, <laughs> number one, and it's an opportunity. It's better than sitting around watching Netflix, you know? That's true. So yeah. let me know when you're having this gig, and maybe I'll, uh, I'll take a trip up there. I, oh, my God. Would that be a dream come true to have you come here? Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. But I'm going to go back to my fish sticks because I'm walking yes, up. Yes, go get your fish sticks. And, um, a little extra tartar sauce if they're cold. I hope, I hope more people call in because it's really good stuff, Lauren. You're doing great, and I love it. Thanks stuff. for calling, Jean. Thank you. Great conversation. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay, bye. Jean getting back to her fish sticks there. Love it. Hope they're not too cold. Great call. What a hoot. So we digress with a great conversation. Glad that we had the call. Would love to hear from you. 
This is Here's the Thing on 107.9 WOLD, 95.1, and pre-recorded to play on Saturday mornings on WRSK 97.5. Tonight we're talking about who's got your number? What's the whole deal about the age number? What are our attachments to it? I'd like to know what you enjoy about getting older. 732-748-1079. Call in and share your experience. To get back to where we were right before the break, uh, we were talking about ways that you can identify if you have the opportunity to be in that midlife range transformation. And we talked about you're feeling apathetic, you're dreading getting out of bed, you're debating not taking action, your life is on autopilot, you've lost your purpose. The sixth is your plan isn't working anymore. Your plans just don't work. Everything you've established for yourself is just feels stagnant and stifling. Um, give yourself permission to change tracks and start getting curious. Like Jean was saying, get curious about what will serve you best at this stage in life, whether it's a vision board, getting together with friends over wine, or going out for fish sticks. Number seven, making big changes that aren't you. That's a sign, and I think those are the, the, that's one of the classic signs that we experience. But the best way to do it successfully is maybe by having a mentor or a coach or someone that you trust to give your honest feedback, and they don't have a vested interest in the outcome. Somebody who wants you to succeed. Share. Share. Another sign might be that you're feeling a little bit jealous of others, and that may be just because you aren't where you thought you'd be. And it's time to stop thinking about someone else's future and just start taking action towards yours. Number nine, you're worried you already know the ending. And this is what Jean was talking about a little bit, about, oh, you're getting older. You're saying, oh, I'm getting older. That growing sense that you've seen this movie too many times already. It's time to map out two scenarios. One is stay the course, and you identify three to five areas that are important to you and map out the likely outcomes if you don't make any significant changes. The other is what if. Identify those areas that could ideally be like for you in the future. And is the vision worth going for? Remember, and this goes back to earlier, do some research. Ask people you trust. Number 10, you're willing to walk away from your success. That's a sign that you're in an opportunity for transformation. All it takes is an epiphany to cause one to realize that life is short and tomorrow's not promised. As a result, those encountering a mid-range life transformation opportunity can easily walk away from a career deemed successful by society in an effort to pursue passion and live out their life dreams. And what's wrong with that? Another sign is that everything feels like a chore. And we know, we've talked about this before when you're stuck in a rut, changing things up, looking for things to interact, be curious, find your passion. Number 12, you're successful but not satisfied. Same thing as kind of finding your purpose. You've done the work, but now it's really about re-engaging, re-engaging yourself. Number 13, you're no longer playing to win, but playing to not lose. And that is what Jean was talking a little bit about, too, about being aware of Medicare and Medicaid situations, and that's all very important. And you take care of the household items. We need to take care of that and make sure that we're planning so we feel safe, but at the same time, it's not to forego what we're excited about and things that could really enthuse us. If you're feeling overwhelmed by the ticking clock, if you're envisioning things that you'd like to do, give, your permission, give yourself permission to change. 
without the labels. If you're confused and unclear on your direction, number 15, it can mean that you're no longer satisfied with what you're now doing or where you are. You may still be very good at it, but you're not connecting how it's all helping you get to where you want to go. And this is the time to take a step back and reflect on where you had clarity and perhaps how you lost it. Then create a plan to help get you back where you want to go. You know, it's also just really about not accepting the expectations and attachments that people or you have had before. Beyond our midlife transformations, do we just coast smoothly? The good things about getting older. It's a frequent topic discussion that I have. And if we're focusing on the good things, then it will be smoother because the negativity will much more easily fall away. You know, it's interesting, just as a, a, an example, I talked before about Dr. Christiane Northrup, and she shared one time, I think it was in a video that I was watching, she was saying she likes to ski, snow skiing. And she was going to get new skis, and she knew when they asked her age, if she told them her real age, which I think was probably mid to late 60s at the time, that they would have given her shorter skis. And she enjoys skiing. She'd been doing it for years, and she wasn't going for that. So she told them that she was 40. And here's what I love about that. Number one, because of our culture and the sensitivity about age, they weren't going to challenge her on it. They weren't going to ask her about it, right? So she got to keep the, the skis. And at the same time, she was able to do what she wanted and really defy the expectations and feel good about herself, what she knew she was capable of doing, what she wanted to do, and not succumbing to those attachments that people have about age. Let me check the time here. So we have a couple minutes, which is great. Great, 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 great. So what are some other things that we're predisposed to experience due to getting older? Memory loss, loss of muscle mass and flexibility. To that, I say, have you ever seen that 97-year-old yoga teacher? Yes, sir. She's out there. What about athletic ability? Have you seen the team of basketball players? I believe they're women. They're all over the age of 70. What about the 85-year-old gymnast? For women, we're often told that at a certain point of our lives, releasing weight is next to impossible. Who accepts that? We're told it. We're told it by the medical community. And sure, there are some changes that take place. But releasing weight next to impossible? I don't know. I do sessions in hypnotherapy about changing metabolism, about changing hormones. If we can change our bodies with our minds, yeah, we can do that part too. Releasing weight is not impossible. It just depends on what you choose to believe. Interestingly, there is an article, and I think I have a few minutes to go over that. Oh, maybe not. There's an article that's talking about healthy habits. It was uh, nine healthy habits your 80-year-old self will thank you for having today. Very simple things. Make time for book club means be social. Wear your SPF. Take a minute to floss daily. Drink water. Have fun and pour a bowl of cereal. Don't forget the milk for the calcium. Jog for five minutes. Get some exercise, weight-bearing exercise. Have a handful of nuts for the omega. And go ahead and smile. How easy are those things to do? To make your 80-year-old self happy. 
Love it. Okay, wrapping up. Getting older is inevitable. Aging is a choice. Your age is just a number, and you attach the expectations to it. Maybe those attachments are based on what you've come to believe through your experiences, but it's yours now. You own it. If you're not living the life that you want, it may be time to do some internal work and become more aware of your beliefs and thoughts that are creating your life. And speaking of internal work, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everyone when they're lost in wonderment about how old they are. And that question is, what's your internal age? Because whatever the answer is to that question, how old you feel inside, is what should be matching your life on the outside. I would like to thank my sponsor, Full Recovery Wellness Center. I'd like to thank our caller, Jean. Great phone call. And I'd like to thank you for joining me tonight. Set your calendar and tune in next week live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss the show. Until then, keep it light, smile, and enjoy. Good night. There's a world-class addiction treatment center that accepts most insurance right in Fairfield, New Jersey. The Full Recovery Wellness Center offers substance abuse help with flexible day and evening options. Overcoming addictive behavior is really just the beginning of recovery. The Full Recovery Program offers a holistic approach to improve all areas of your life, from strained relationships to difficult career and financial situations. At Full Recovery, the goal is simple. Provide you the tools needed to enjoy a rich and rewarding life. Full Recovery is now offering its exclusive badge of honor program a treatment solution designed to meet the unique privacy needs of new jersey's first responders and police officers when relapse is not an option turn to the state licensed professionals at the full recovery wellness center located at 87 fairfield road in fairfield for more information 973-244-0022 or at www.full-recovery.com full recovery wellness center in fairfield the views and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications.